All right, guys, we are back. Live Bold and Boss Up this week. We're chatting about meetings, how to have effective meetings, how to choose which meetings to go to, what's the best use of your time. We have our original special guest in the house, D-Rod, to help us out with this episode. Happy to be here. Thanks, Chef and Ash, for having me here. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So effective meetings. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many meetings throughout the day that we have. And with people remote and maybe now starting to come back to the office, I think it's important to choose which meetings are appropriate. Do you have to be on all 32 Zoom meetings, you know, that you have listed? Um, So I think it's important to start with, okay, what's your agenda? Um, What's the um, subject of the meeting? And does it need to be a meeting or can you answer the the questions in an email or just a simple phone call? I feel like D-Rod is like the meeting master. Yeah, well, I'm, you got to be master at something, right? <laughs> so, so I'll take that. Um, I think uh, Ash is 100% correct. Um, you know, you never want to schedule a meeting to plan another meeting. That's yeah. like a pet peeve of mine. Um, everyone just kind of sits there and looks at each other and thinks, you know, aren't we having a meeting about this? Why are we having a meeting about the meeting? <laughs> um, so that's um, that's certainly a concern. I, I think in this day and age with, you know, Zoom and Teams and all the different technologies out there to facilitate the remote meetings, um, I don't know about you guys, but you got to make sure the technology works first because that's the worst thing in the world is you got an important meeting and it's your first time ever logging into one of these uh, platforms and uh, and you can't get in. Uh, so make sure the technology works. Make sure the link that you guys sent works or that you sent out works. I right. think that's really important. That's a huge time suck whenever you're like just trying to figure out how to log in and by the time everyone gets logged in, you're already you know, 10 minutes into the meeting and it's a big waste. I always know you get annoyed with this in the morning meetings whenever that happens or you're having, I mean, sometimes it's, you can't help it. The technology like difficulties that come up, but overall, like make sure all of that is taken care of ahead of time. Yeah. You know what? I've seen an issue happen with like headphones, not being like the Bluetooth headphones, not being synced with the laptop. It's synced with something else. So maybe the video is working, but the audio is not working. And then you're taking time fixing that. So yeah, to D-Rod's point, make sure your technology works before you start the meeting. Yeah. Good point. How else can you prepare for a meeting? I would say what's, what's the subject of the meeting? What's the meeting about? Find out what the meeting's about. Um, is it something that can be just answered by an email or does it need to be in a meeting? Multiple people do. Maybe it's the start of a project. So that would be a necessary meeting, whether it's Zoom or in person. Um, and then know what's the main point of the meeting. Mm-hmm. And then who should be at the meeting? Whether it's like, is is it just a leadership team? Do you need your developers or your recruiters or whoever it may be? Who needs to be in the meeting? And if they're not there, they're going to be missing out. Like, who is a must-have for it, right? No, 100%. And then at the same time, all those are, are great points. But at the same time, you want to establish who owns the meeting. Uh, because what happens a lot of times, I think we've all been in this situation before, we schedule the meeting 
and somebody hijacks the meeting and it goes off in a different direction and you don't get the things accomplished that you had set out to do in the first place. So I think it's really important that if you're setting the meeting and you're, say, inviting your boss, you make sure that you circle up with your boss beforehand and help them understand, you know, hey, here, here are the objectives of the meeting. Here's what we're talking about. And make sure that you, as the facilitator and the, and the uh, originator of the meeting, control the meeting throughout and don't let anyone, you know, hijack your ultimate objective. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. Make sure you're prepared. Right. Make sure you come in with all of the stats, all the details, what you want to accomplish for the meeting. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're invited to the meeting, you need to know, okay, what is it about? And you're going to want to add some value. So make sure you're prepared for the meeting. Yeah. Whether or not you're leading it or you're just attending it, you want to you don't want to come in empty handed. Right. And, you know, Steph mentioned something earlier. Uh, We do. We have a morning meeting and my attention span is like 20 minutes. If it goes Longer than 20 minutes, I completely tune out, and I'm not interested anymore, and I'm looking at what else I have to do for the rest of the day. Obviously, not everyone's like that. Everyone has a different tolerance point for the length of a meeting, but I would say over an hour is way too long for anything. I mean, you have to, again, define an objective that is discussable or... Um, able to be, uh, you know, uh, litigated, you know, in within 60 minutes. Right. If you're the planner of the meeting, I think that you should send out an agenda. Um, whenever we were preparing, I feel like doing research, only 37% of meetings use agendas, which is crazy to me. Like, go into your meeting with an agenda so you know what points to hit on. You don't get off track. You don't get derailed. And you... You check off all the boxes and then you're done. Right, right. Because if you have an agenda, you know exactly what you need to accomplish and you can be more productive. Right. I I love agendas, but I want to interject here that has anyone ever seen that book, PowerPoints are for dummies? I 100% agree with that. I think that if you are going to have a meeting that's an hour long meeting, I mean, PowerPoints are for presentations, they're for conferences, they're for, you know, big event type scopes. Um, I wouldn't ever recommend to, you know, a salesperson in a transactional world to develop a PowerPoint to drive a 30 minute to 60 minute meeting. I just, I, I don't think that's an effective use of the salesperson's time to prepare that. And I can tell you that I've been in front of a lot of customers over the years and you lose them right away in a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, I agree. I know in our meetings, like we have meetings every day, but the purpose of our meetings are really to discuss what's going on and plan, right? Making sure that we're planning our day, making sure that we're very effective. Um, so I think I think our meetings are are super essential. I think we do a good job of nailing that down. All right. We don't we don't really have a lot of meetings planned during the day. Like, it's mainly that one morning meeting, let's all get on the same page, let's make sure we're all up to date on everything, and then go. Like, everyone hits the ground running. And we don't really have a lot of breakups during the day, at least we don't, um, as far as, like, regrouping and having another meeting. Right. Um, So, 
while we were researching this, um, some of the information we found was to kind of start the meeting off light or maybe with a joke to kind of like get everybody feeling maybe comfortable or more natural so that just the information can flow and the energy can flow in the room and you can get everything accomplished. And I feel like we do a really good job of that in our meetings. Like we, we come in laughing and joking and, you know, I don't know, just having a lot of fun. And then I feel like as soon as it's, you know, the time to start the meeting, I mean, we're, we just nail it out. Right. Well, I think it's a good point. Like log in a couple minutes early. So you have time for that you know, conversation, going back and forth, kind of that like, you know, time, that warm up time. And then at nine o'clock, your meeting starts, right. then you can get down to business. But it gives a little bit of warm up. So log in a couple minutes early, you have that that warm up and everyone gets comfortable and you can, you know, be a little bit more relaxed and open up during the, the actual meeting. Yeah, I think it's important that, you know, if it's a, a an internal organizational meeting, uh, like we do every day to, you know, determine, you know, which jobs we need to focus on and where we need coverage and so forth. It's it's really important to have that meeting in the morning uh, because what you want is you want to, again, get that out of the way. Like Ash said, um, everyone can take notes, understand what they have to execute on that day. And then, you know, boom, you're out of the meeting by 915, 930 at the latest and you are executing. You are executing on your day. You're making stuff happen. And uh, then you're rolling into the next meeting the next day. Um, obviously, if you're a salesperson, then, you know, you got to be able to meet whenever your customer is able to meet. Um, but I think the same principles that we're talking about um, today apply to that. Again, you know, as a salesperson, you need to control the flow of the meeting. You need to have an objective. You need to you know, have an agenda, plan an agenda, maybe even share that with your customer on the front end. Um, hey, I want to get to know you. I want to, you know, understand, walk away from this meeting, understanding how we can help each other. And um, again, have a, you know, a, a, a loose agenda for your meeting with, uh, with your customer even. I think that's a great point. If you're a salesperson and you're going into a meeting with a new client or even a client that you've had a relationship with, having an agenda is I think will give you a better success rate of closing the deal because you're going in prepared, you're covering everything that you need to cover and you're hitting on the point. So I feel like, especially if you're a salesperson going into a new client meeting or, you know, anytime you're meeting someone new, you want to have a clear agenda, email it to them before, send them a calendar invite, make sure you're set up for success before that way you go in prepared and they know what to expect and you know what to expect. Speaking of agendas, so do you guys think that it's important when you start the meeting to say like, hey, Bob, like, thanks for meeting me today. Hey, I know you got the agenda. We're going to try to hit X, Y, Z, like really kind of highlight that in the beginning. Do you think that's important before the meeting starts? I think it's a good idea. No, 100 percent. A matter of fact, we'll give you guys a boss bite here. I know that if you're a follower of this show, you've heard Clint Babcock on here before. And we're not going to tell you what it is. We're going to tell you to go research it. But Ash, Steph, and I are all firm believers in the upfront contract, Mm -hmm. which is a basic Sandler uh, sales principle. And challenge all of y'all to go out, look that up, learn it, live it, execute it. It will make you a better salesperson without question. 100%. 
even, um, you know, stating your start in time, asking if, you know, are you still good at, you know, to, to until 1030 or, you know, just making sure their time frame is still the same or if anything has come up. That way, you know, if you need to, to speed it up a little bit or if you have, have a little bit more time, I feel like just having all the expectations on the table is a, a good way to set yourself up for success. All right. So let's talk about when you're in person. I mean, really, I guess this could go for video conferences too, right? Because you can see each other. I guess it depends on how, if it's just the face or maybe a little bit more like the arms. But yeah, I think know. it's important both ways, whether video or in person, to be aware of your body language. So this is particularly important if you're presenting the meeting, but also if you're an attendee, uh, open, engaged body language will help you to appear more engaged, making sure you're focused on the camera, right? Right. I mean, a lot of the times I catch myself looking at the person in their eye, although I it like doesn't looking at the show person. up. I know I like looking at the person too. Right. So yeah, I like I looking at the person. I think they get it. They get that you're I, looking at them. I do try to move my eyes like to the camera, camera. at some point, right. but I do like looking at them too. Yeah. Just try not to be answering emails or multitasking while you're doing it. Right. Because that's just rude. Ba- background noise as well. Um, I'm thinking of a recent, I had, uh, you know, a vendor because believe it or not, uh, in the staffing industry, recruiters, we have people calling us trying to sell us things all the time too. And um, I had a vendor that I agreed to have a Zoom uh, call with. And, uh, you know, they had dogs barking in the bathroom or in the background. <laughs> were they the in bathroom. the bathroom? They could have been in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know where they were. I just heard a herd of dogs barking. It was crazy. And it drove me nuts. And I kind of, I mean, I understand. I love dogs. Everyone has a dog. but Hopefully it wasn't a video call if they were in the bathroom. No, no, no. I think the dog might have been in the bathroom. I don't know. I don't know where the dog was. But, you know, I'm on a video call with a person who really wanted to meet with me, really wanted to pitch me on their product that was going to help me grow my staffing firm 8x in six months. So I agreed to meet with her, and there's a herd of dogs barking in the background. And uh, that's, um, that's a little annoying. Uh, really. So I think that, you know, you need to try to, you know, have your uh, your video uh, meetings, uh, hopefully in a you know secluded, you know, serene environment. I think that's really important. Agreed. Yeah. If you're going to have a meeting, don't have kids climbing on your back. Don't have <laughs> which I did, which is why I'm laughing about it. <laughs> uh, but it was it was during you know COVID where we all working from home and kids were were doing school from home, so I couldn't help it. But yeah, like make sure that you're in a professional, at least you know not a lot of crazy stuff going on in the background. And especially if you're trying to sell someone something, like you just said, um, you know have it be somewhat professional, right? I yeah. agree. That must have been really loud for it to stick in your mind that much to say something right now about it. I completely lost my focus and concentration. And to be real honest with you, I can't even tell you what she was trying to sell me. <laughs> All I remember is the dogs barking in the background. And I think to Steph's point, um, when Steph does a meeting with a client, um, I know that, you know, that what she mentioned before does not happen. But again, when you're in a when you're with your team, your small group, and everyone's working from home, 
Um, you know, we, we all understand, uh, you know, the, the challenges of, of raising kids and, and especially in the, in the current scenario. So I think, you know, it's okay if, if maybe your kid comes into the picture when you're, uh, you know, meeting with your teammates, but, uh, clearly in front of a client, I mean, that's, um, yeah, that's not that's not what you want. You have so much of a client's time. That time is precious, and you have to you know turn that turn that time into money. I mean, that's so important. Well, and that's a good point too because you only have a short attention span, truly, right? It, while you're in the meeting, and you walked away from that meeting hearing dog barking. You didn't get anything from that meeting, so. Right. That's a very, very important piece. I want to I want to say, too, like for the Zoom meetings, I know we're all getting a lot more comfortable and relaxed and laid back that people are being more casual. And I still want to make a point. If you're having a meeting, a Zoom meeting with a client or an interview or any sort of meeting that's not like with your internal team to still dress professional and still present in a professional way, like like Dan was just saying. But um yeah, I feel like especially in an interview, which is which is a meeting still to be professional, you have to treat it like a professional um, meeting and you're meeting these people for the first time. So make a good first impression. Right. Don't wear a baseball hat. Mm-hmm. If you listen to our previous episode, you'll you'll uh, know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's important too. you. You really need to make sure that you keep up on your um, polished professionalism professionalism yes my pleasure (laughs) so go ahead i was just going to say just to back up a little bit um wanted to talk maybe a little bit about what you as a facilitator of the meeting should be doing during the meeting and i think if you're in a internal meeting and you've got four or five people in there or eight or whatever the number is and you're talking about a subject you got to be able to look around the room and read the body language. And, you know, there may be someone that's not participating and you may, as the meeting, you know, planner and facilitator, you may need to ask them, you know, hey, Ash, what are you, what are your thoughts on this subject? I mean, what is your opinion? Um, I mean, obviously you invited them to the meeting, so you want them to participate. You want to hear what their thoughts are. And you're with, when, you, when you're with a client, same thing. Very important. You know, ask your client. Don't just talk. You know, listen. Listen. It's almost more important in a meeting with a client to listen to what they're saying and understand how they're responding to, you know, the statements that you're making in the meeting. So I always try to ask feedback questions and, um, you know, solicit, you know, a client's feedback on on how the meeting's going. And uh Again, that's that's part of the upfront contract that um, I hope you'll go out and uh, and look up uh, online. Um, so yeah, I think overall, if if you, you're keeping focus and engaged and engaging your your um, audience, then you're going to have a better outcome on the entire meeting overall. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that you guys were saying. Um, I like the body language piece. That's really important. I like how. D-Rod, you were talking about, you know, asking questions to the people in the meeting. I think that they know now for next time, if Stephanie calls a meeting, she and she better show up. You better show up, number one. (laughs) And she's going to ask you questions. If you're invited, she's going to ask you questions. You better come prepared. You better be looking to engage. Don't 
disengage 15 minutes in and start being on your phone or checking your email. By the way, don't get upset. Don't get butthurt if you're not invited to a meeting. Oh, yeah. This is like huge in large corporations. I have seen this all the time in previous lives. There's so many meetings every day going on and not everyone's invited. And then everyone's upset when they're not invited because they want to be and you know in what? the room Say. where it happened. <laughs> you know what? Say thank you for not inviting me to the meeting and wasting my time so I can be a little bit more productive during my doing my job. So thank you for not inviting me to that meeting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're running a team and you know that there's someone that might be particularly sensitive about not being invited to a meeting. It takes you 15 seconds to walk over and say, hey, look, hey, Steph, I didn't want to invite you to this meeting, not because I don't value your opinion, but because I didn't think it was a good use of your time. And do that before the meeting. And, you know, if they feel like they can, you know, add value and they convince you that they should be invited to the meeting, then by all means, bring them on, bring them on board. I think the, um, the thing that I wanted to make sure, because I know um, we're moving along now that I want to make sure that um, didn't get missed is remember, like anytime you have a meeting, you have an objective, what you wanted to accomplish. So you want to make sure that you accomplish that, but then you want to make sure that there are action items that come out of that meeting. And who is it that is assigned for the action item that comes out of the meeting? What is the date that that needs to be accomplished by? And who's going to hold them accountable to that? So, you know, maybe it's in our business, it's the meeting the next day. Okay, you're a recruiter, you're assigned this job, your responsibility the next day is to come in and say how you did on that. Um, everybody's business is different, but, you know, conceptually, you know, you want to, if you had a meeting, obviously it was relevant and there need to be outcomes or action items out of that meeting. You want to make sure that they are documented. The person that's accountable is held accountable and there's a time frame in which that action item need to be rec- actioned on. So are you talking about when you're, when you're done with the meeting, having like a, summary of the meeting or just um, just leaving the meeting with everyone knowing exactly what their action item is? I think as the leader of the meeting, what you want to say is, okay, good meeting today, guys, if it was a good meeting. Um, hopefully you're saying great meeting today, guys. Okay, here, here are the action items coming out of the meeting. Ash, you are supposed to call XYZ company and ABC company and follow up on a potential job order there. Um, Steph, um, we need you to contact this organization about us potentially sponsoring an event over there. And it's Tuesday today, so let's try to make sure that these two action items are done by Thursday of next week. That's just a very basic example of meeting outcomes, assignment, and accountability for action. No, that's a good idea. I feel like following up after a meeting, especially if it's not your routine everyday meeting with, um, you know, what was talked about, you know, what was discussed, the action items, 
next steps. I feel like that's a good next step after a meeting. And then asking for feedback, asking people how they felt about the meeting, and then actually putting it into action. If you're getting feedback that, you know, something could have been done differently, then take that into action and, and listen to what they said. Right. And then after like a client meeting, if you're in sales, I feel like it's always good as a follow up to say, thank you. Thank you for meeting with me. I'm going to follow up with, you know, this agreement or I'm going to, you know, whatever the next steps are, follow up with what you're going to do and actually do it. Uh, I think that's important to to let them know that you listened during the meeting and that you're actually going to act on it. And that that shows your your future business with them, like how you're going to react if they send you a job or some sort of, um, you know, work order or whatever, that you're going to actually act on it and you're going to be productive and successful with it. I think it's important to when you're having these meetings and you're trying to be productive to stay away from maybe some of the negative connotations or maybe complaining or something, something along that line. I think that's like a a lower vibration where it's not going to allow you to to hit the you know the necessary components that you need to hit to be productive. Um, I see sometimes that happens in like you know previous lives or previous meetings where you know they use that time to make excuses maybe why something hasn't been accomplished or done, and um, you know that's really I don't think the place for an excuse just you know, take what needs to be done and action on it. Don't, don't take that time to complain, especially in the meeting. If you need to talk about something, maybe, maybe that's after the fact, but not in the meeting. Yeah. Okay. Two points there. I think Ash, you know, nailed it. I mean, meetings should be about solving problems, not discussing problems. If you find yourself discussing problems, not solving problems, where it just turns into a big, you know, whining session, then you haven't, you know, had a successful meeting. And to go back to what Stephanie said, you know, earlier, it's very important, whether it's internal, but especially with a client, that you have next scheduled follow-ups. What do we know each other? What, what do we owe each other? And then we make sure that we execute on that. Um, because as a salesperson, your credibility is really all you have. And if you do not execute on something that you told a client that you were going to do for them, like make an introduction or send them a piece of content or, you know, a job description or a salary review in our business, if you don't follow up and do that, then that client is not going to take your calls anymore. 100%. And that makes a good point. Like whenever you're in your meeting, write everything down, like, Make sure you bring a pen, pen and pencil, pen or pencil. Who uses pencils these days? Um, and a piece of paper, and then write everything down. That way, you remind yourself of your what you need to follow up on. I think that's better than keeping notes in your phone or, um, you know, just like trying to remember it in your head. Is like writing it down. I agree. I agree. I feel like you look rude. When you're typing notes on the computer or on the phone, it, no one knows what you're doing. But when you have a pen or pencil and paper, everyone knows that you're writing notes based on that meeting. Right. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes in polite society, we think that taking notes is a is a bad thing. Um, but if you feel that way, ask for permission. 
Um, I had a couple meetings today with uh, with some some folks that that are very accomplished and have done really good things in their career. And I asked them, I said, hey, do you, do you mind if I take some notes? And they, they were like, of course, I would expect you to. So I think that, you know, again, if you're feeling awkward or you're feeling like it's not polite or whatever, then ask them. Ask I, whoever you're meeting with. I love that. I didn't even think of that. But, yeah, ask them so they exactly know what you're doing. You're not just randomly writing or randomly texting. They know exactly because you ask them. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so simple but so effective. Yeah, no, 100%. I think being uh, transparent and upfront, um, what I did today was, you know, hey, do, do you mind if I write that name down? Is that okay? No, great. Okay. Second meeting was, hey, do you mind if I take some notes? I want to make sure that I get all this. And in both cases, both individuals said, yeah, hey, great. No, that's, I would expect you to again. Right. They probably appreciate it. Right. And the fact that you asked. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot here. You know, you could talk about meetings all day. And uh, again, I I think one thing that might have been said earlier was, um, you know, you want to keep meetings to a minimum. I mean, if you're in meetings all day, that means you're not executing on your business. So uh, I remember uh, there was a day um, back at a previous company where, you know, I spent probably six, seven hours a day in meetings. And uh, then you get out of the meeting and it's like you still have your regular job to do. Right. And um, so I think keeping meetings to a minimum, uh, make sure they're relevant, they're important and you need to have them. I think uh, that's a, just a, a good place to start whenever you're you know, considering the value of a meeting. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's, you know, great to say a good wrap up because meetings are important. You need to have meetings. They're very productive when when kind of organized in the right way and with the right people. So I think that that's a good a good point, Dan. Um, so on that note, thank you so much to The Wave for always being a great host and to Next Path Career Partners for your support. And always live bold and boss up, babes. This is an In the Trenches with Ian Beckles quick fix on Radio Influence. Listen, having a sports radio show, you you hear, you know, the different opinions on on the different moves. And I'm going to say this to everybody. Nobody's asking to babysit your kid. Okay? If he's asking to babysit your kid, I would probably say, "Let's, let's not do that. Okay? Antonio Brown's a football player that's going in a football locker room with 50-something other athletes and grown-ups. Let them worry about it. As a Buccaneer fan, all you should worry about is, is is Antonio Brown going to make us better on Sunday? Forget about what kind of person he is, because I'm I'm letting you know, guys, you guys cheer for a lot of bad people a lot of times, okay, in a lot of different sports. So don't worry about what kind of person he is. Is he a good person? Hell no, he's not a good person. He does some really effed up stuff. Obviously, stuff I wouldn't want to be around and never want to do. But can he play football? Hell yes. And I think the fact that Bruce Arians and Jason Light and Tom Brady believe that this locker room is ready for Antonio Brown to roll up into, I think is a good thing. I really do. In the Trenches with Ian Beckles can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.